I'm David Alexander, joined by host Tony Kalinowski. Welcome to the Retirement Insiders, where we'll share key insights today for your retirement journey. Welcome back to part two of the Retirement Insiders with Ernest Smiley on cybersecurity in America today. He served in many federal agencies like the CIA, NASA, the Department of Defense. He is a technology and cybersecurity expert in service to the United States of America for 25 years prior to his military retirement, but he's not officially retired from the professional workforce just yet. Ernest, you know, what prompted us to try to have this show was, first of all, October is Cybersecurity Month, but I was reflecting on several recent personal experiences. I'd love to get your perspective as I go through this batch of things. So, you know, when something hits 60 minutes, you must know it's it's got to be important. And recently I was watching a 60 Minutes episode where the first segment was on the use of artificial intelligence to change a person's voice so that they sounded like the grandson of an older person requesting money. And the person actually went through the process and gave a check to a person they didn't know who came to their door who was supposedly representing a lawyer that was helping their grandson and basically was bilked out of a bunch of money. Another situation we had a few years ago, our client looked like they were requesting money via email. It came in the exact same script that the client normally would use, and he was using the same tone that the client would use as well, very humble and very kind of kindness to it. So we always call by phone to confirm any money changes or money transfers. And in this particular case, it was a fake email. The email didn't come from the client. When I called him, he goes, I didn't send it. So we sent some professionals over to help him clean up his computer. Fidelity is our custodian for client assets. And another situation we had, they contacted us and let us know that a client's computer had been compromised. They found out before the client did, before we even did. And gave us a, an entire list of steps, seven or eight steps that the client had to go through. We, of course, didn't lose any money in that per particular situation. For, fortunately, no money was stolen, which was good, and the client really respected that. And, and then a good friend of my assistant really lost their entire retirement savings to some people who were fraudulently getting money from them, and they didn't realize it. So it's, it seems like recently, over the last you know, six months to a year, it's been much more prevalent. And is it is just because people are more reliant on the internet, do you think, Ernest? Or what, what would you say about some of these stories? I think that's part of the whole impact. But, you know, we, we, uh, we're, we're in a detached society. COVID helped out. But even before COVID, we were moving into this work from home and this whole we're really a detached whole society. And I want to uh, bring out one, one thing that's, you know, really clear, you know, what, what's happening now, no time in history of the world that we have been so far behind in technology that, you know, there's no legal process there to really support this, this whole entity. So like we can go all the way back to Roman times when the Roman rose, there was legal laws out there you know, all the way into this whole industrialized nation. But, you know, the problem is that we don't, we across the world don't have a legal system to really do anything about this. If the legal system was in place, we wouldn't, ha we wouldn't have this, this conversation. 
we wouldn't be talking of we wouldn't talking about that because we would treat that you know the legal system only gets up to a really like an office phone if you do something on an office phone or your home phone plain telephone system but all of these other things that's done so-called across cyber that is the reason that these guys can do it will continue to do it because we don't have the legal system or the support and another thing is that the internet and cybersecurity and social media is changing so fast and so quickly. Some of the technology is changing every three to six months. You can stay away from this three to six months. So no other field that I know of is changing that fast. You know, the medical field, the, the legal field, you know, something dealing with industry or the, the retail, nothing is changing that fast that you could you could stay away from it three or six months. You go back, you don't know how to program or you, you've lost a step, you've lost your edge. And another thing that's uh, very clear with what's happening now is that, you know, the access to other medias, they're doing a cyber crime this way, you know, in, in a week go by, you know, 80% of the cyber crime criminals are, are moved into another stack, another process. So even if we are having, whether it's our federal government, you know, or, or other entities that are trying to track this, they, they're they not educated enough to actually stay up with the technology. You truly have to be on the edge of what's what's going, uh, going along. And you have to think like that, or you have to like bring a lot of those people in that are doing that type of activity, ethical hackers, into the whole footprints. And so that's been clear for the last, especially five to 10 years. So you got to get guys who think like criminals, but are honest, morally yeah. sound to come in and, and combat those guys. It's almost like that's a separate war going on against the good guys and the bad guys yeah. to a certain extent. Yes. I see yes. that. Yeah. You know. in, in light of that, you know, of course, we have to kind of protect ourselves on a day to day basis. So if there were like a handful of things you mentioned, don't open an email that you're not sure of. Don't click on a link that somebody sends you that you never asked for information from, what are crucial things that people should be aware of and not do so that they don't get caught up in a, in a potential attack? You know, one of the things that stand out for me, it's like avoid any public Wi-Fi that's not secure or you have some type of authentication or you have some type of area, especially like if you're accessing your bank account, you know, don't, use that on any public Wi-Fi and use, it's just a term that's out there now, two-factor authentication. So like you would get a text on your cell phone or you may be a phone call when you're doing something with that. It's like a one-time or a perspective, use that take capability. Continuously monitor your accounts, whether it's your checking account, your credit cards, your thing. I mean, you have to just be vigilant on, on that and stuff and actually you know, just be aware of something looks a little different, whether it's, whether it's from an email, you haven't gotten an email from that, that before, or a text even message today, things that are going on with that and stuff. And be uh, concerned with like even information from your bank. It's not really from your bank. It's there. It's, this looks a little, little weird. It is, it is weird and stuff. And make for sure you that you keep, as far as security is concerned, your internet, your internet browsers, your uh, information and, and as much as possible, 
you know, go to a reputable place and, and, and use the larger, the more larger companies that are doing some of these things, whether it's, uh, you know, like you're, you're putting your pictures out online or you doing some type of banking activity because they are the most, more the ones that's going to have the resources to actually protect your whole system. You know, some of them, you know, they, they, they say, oh yeah, we're going to protect you, but they are just protecting your systems and your data like 12 hours. You need someone to protect you and your systems like 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that, that whole thing. And just stay in, involved in, in as much as you can. We, we can't move away from now computers and that whole technology and integrated part of what we do. Uh, and, you know, that's the first thing that we look at when we get up in the morning. It's probably the, the last thing. But as seniors and others, be aware, be concerned be, uh, about your surroundings. And uh, don't be afraid, you know, in the right setting, ask people, ask questions. Yeah, that's well, great advice. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, a lot of wisdom there. And, you know, another piece of advice I wanted to ask and get your insights on was around safety, the physical safety with your military background. We wanted to touch on this just a little bit. I mentioned in our pre-interview that I had a somewhat of a dangerous situation with two guys that approached me that potentially intended to do some physical harm in the middle of COVID. I ended up getting out of it. Uh, but from your insights with military and background, talk to us about advice on physical safety at home, when you're out locally, or perhaps when you're traveling overseas. Big thing, know your surroundings. Try to travel with someone that knows some, something about the region. Please be on the phone with someone that knows something about if you're out at least be on the phone with someone that know really what you're doing. And when you're out, be cognitive of uh, things that, that look strange or different. They're, they're strange. And out here in Chesterfield, I get my gas at the same place. It's just a, you know, a small part of Missouri. And I noticed that there was a car that just kept passing by. I was like, well, I'm not going to get my gas from there today. I'm just going to circle back and go. And it's not that far from their office, but you just have to be just, when you see something that's strange now and just pull out of that situation, because a lot of times it's really, you know, it's putting you in a, in a bad position. And, and if, if it's any way possible, really, you know, make it, make some connection with a younger person and someone about an area, even if you're in a, a different part of a town where you're from, you know, whether it's always as because the whole dynamics, it, it constantly changes, especially today. So in the home, is there any advice you would give for folks just in the home? Are you an advocate of security systems? Do you think they're important to have, or can someone just kind of make sure their doors are locked? I know growing up, we never locked our doors in our neighborhood. Probably you guys didn't either because we knew everybody and nobody came in our neighborhood. But if we saw a strange car, you know, it was like, well, who's that? You know, and so something, somebody would say something, but we really can't do that anymore. Can no, we can't. And, uh, you know, whenever technology that you are comfortable with, whether it's cameras or motion detectors or letting, letting someone know where you are, you know, like whether it's your phone, if you're comfortable using some type of technology. Years ago, we would lock our windows. We'd put something maybe over the windows and, you know, like a little bar or doing something. But I, I'm one of the advocates knowing which, what's comfortable with and then will that technology actually protect you 
and then are you you're able to use it you're that's there's two pieces of it or will it protect you and your, your surroundings so like the way i live out in well I lived in virginia it's different from the way i live out in st louis but if i lived in new york or another other parts of the states i would use different technology i would use and i would i would handle myself a lot different not to say that some of these activities will, will not happen you know just because you're a certain region but definitely be cognitive of your around it and, and you know if you have an opportunity get a little comfortable with you know any type of technology and uh, learn how to de defend yourself thank you excellent advice and we've talked about now cybersecurity we've talked about safety uh within security and next i want to talk a little bit about your personal journey on retirement and advice that you would give around that but before we get there we're going to take a quick message break retirement is a time to pursue your dearest passions live with purpose and make an impact financial health is a crucial building block to achieve both goals and host tony kalinowski can help for 40 years, RBF Wealth Advisors has helped families maximize their retirement resources through sound financial planning and investment management. If this show resonates with you, reach out to Tony today. Call RBF at 314-997-1652 and schedule a time to visit. And we're back with Ernest Miley on the Retirement Insiders discussing the critical topic of cybersecurity and safety. Ernest, I really enjoyed the discussion, but I'd like to dive deeper into your personal experiences. Given your unique transition from retirement from a primary career in serving our nation and the federal government, could you tell us about when you decided to retire and how that phase of your life has influenced and prepared you for the work you're doing today? Well, again, thank you very much. I had decided to retire because I wanted to do something a little different. I had done so much of the same type of job over 25 years, you know, with the uh, service in the military and different things. So I wanted to do like, I just was like really interested in doing something a little different, but also continue to support, you know, whether it's the nation and, and step, definitely stay into the whole IT arena. I, I really enjoy being around um, a learning environment. So I teach now online mostly at Northeastern University and Georgetown University. I've always enjoyed that, but I've also enjoyed being at the cutting edge, the impact of as far as now with artificial intelligence. So I sit on a couple boards and panels for NIST National Institute of Standards and Technology. So I give my whole footprint and that whole, and I really enjoy that because, you know, it's really guiding where is technology now, but, you know, we have, I have an opportunity and stuff and that. Yeah. That is really neat because we talk a lot about the fact that once you've retired from your official job, you can then go pursue your passion and that passion could involve work, but it just, it's something that you get excited to go to the job every day rather than just hey, I've got to show up for work and do the same things I've been doing for, like you said, 25 years in a row. So that's kind of neat. It's great advice. So I understand now you're engaged in an organization called Kingdom Capital. Can you tell us about that, how you got connected with it and what it does? Yeah, Kingdom Capital, it's a small investment arm. We take a look at organizations and see uh, we're Christian-based to see how they can, we can help them grow 
and be impactful across artificial intelligence, data science, talent management, cybersecurity, healthcare, and healthcare devices, and healthcare itself. And so you take a financial stake or yeah. you help them? Yes, yeah, take the financial the ownership in those organizations. So that's where I, um, I landed. We thought it was, it was a great fit, you know, for a startup. And I've been here for uh, almost six years. And I, I enjoy what I'm doing. David also mentioned you have a book coming out soon. So you are become a writer as well. So tell us a little bit about that, or is it top secret? Well, we, no, and I have to it all in again, David, uh, thank, thank you very much. A combination of autobiography and mentoring and leadership. Uh, and uh, just, you know, my, my thoughts really tied to what my mother was trying to do as she was trying to raise all of these kids and make me feel special. So I really wanted to make the young people as they're reading this book, make them feel special about, you know, not just being in, in a field where, you know, whether it's coming STEM or other capabilities, that they should feel special about what they're doing. And they should feel special about their their whole family and, you know, being a, a United States citizen. And then for me, just happened to serve in, in the military and, and serving in the intelligence community but it could have been another feel and I, sh I, I should get the same uh, impact from it. Well, we feel special to have had this time with you, Ernest, exactly. and you are officially now a retirement, retirement insider. Wrapping <laughs> up our conversation, I just have one more question, and that is, for those on the brink of retirement, do you have any ideas or, or advice that you would recommend for those to guide them in their retirement journey as they look towards transitioning in retirement? Yeah, uh, continue to focus on your passion. You know, recognize that every opportunity is a great opportunity that's out there. And just stay in, it's, it's stay in contact with the people around you, especially a lot of the youth. And, it's, and you're never too old to learn. I, I think that, and I take advantage of that every day. That's, that's fantastic. Awesome. Thanks so much yes. for sharing. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's interview with Ernest Miley. We've included several additional resources on cybersecurity safety in the show notes for this episode. To learn more about Tony and services offered through RBF Wealth Advisors, visit the retirementinsiders.com. We also encourage you to share the podcast and leave a review or rating if you enjoy the content. Till next time, be well. Please note, Securities offered by registered representatives through private client services, member FINRASIPC. Advisory products and services offered through RBF Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor, private client services, and RBF Wealth Advisors are unaffiliated entities.